Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 24th of March. Tributes are continuing to pour in this morning for Ash Barty after the tennis superstar's bombshell announcement that she's retiring from the game. The 25-year-old is still number one in the world and this year became the first local player to win the Australian Open in more than 40 years. Ash has won 15 singles titles, including three Grand Slams and 12 double titles. She says she's given it her all and now is the time to chase other dreams. Success for me is is knowing that I've given absolutely every, everything I can. Um, I'm fulfilled, I'm happy and I know how much work it takes to, to bring the best out of yourself. Ash's decision has shocked the sporting world with tennis greats paying tribute, including Andy Murray, who tweeted, happy for Ash Barty, gutted for tennis. What a player. Ash's mentor and fellow tennis champion Yvonne Goolagong-Corley also praising Ash's decision to step away, saying she can't wait to see what the next chapter brings. Overseas now and in breaking news this morning, the US has officially accused Russia of war crimes in Ukraine. The US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has released a statement citing credible reports of indiscriminate attacks and attacks deliberately targeting civilians. It comes as US President Joe Biden makes his way to Brussels ahead of high-level talks on Russia's invasion. He's expected to also announce tough new sanctions against Russia. But International Security and Intelligence Studies Professor at ANU, John Blackson, says sanctions may not be the answer. My sense is that Vladimir Putin's so committed to this outcome, so prepared to wear the cost that barring an overthrow, which looks unlikely, he will pursue this course of action come hell or high water. How do you respond to that? Sanctions is not nearly enough. Meantime, NATO is looking to boost the number of troops in Eastern Europe with plans to double the alliance presence in the region with new forces set to be sent to Slovakia, Hungary, Bulgaria and Romania. And Russia's invasion in Ukraine is sparking renewed concerns over Taiwan. Questions now being asked about the consequences for Taiwan if China decides to invade. Former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd has told the ABC China will be watching the developments very closely in Ukraine. They've been surprised in Beijing by the level of Western and in particular European solidarity with Ukraine and the about-face in the geopolitics of Berlin and the hardening of uh, geopolitics in Germany and the redoubling of the defence budget is something which would also give Beijing some cause for reflection. Still overseas and one of the black boxes from the fatal plane crash in China has been found. The airliner suddenly nosedived and smashed into a mountainside earlier this week. The cause of the deadly crash is still not known and it's feared all 132 people on board were killed. Chinese authorities have now confirmed the cockpit voice recorder has been found and data storage units inside are relatively complete despite severe damage. Aviation expert and chairman at Strategic Aviation Solutions, Neil Hansford, has told Australia Today there are four factors that may have led to the fatal crash. It's going to be an explosion in flight, likely to be a bomb that's been triggered as the aircraft started to descend into Guangzhou. It's a pilot-induced event. It's been hit by a rogue missile or it's been a collision with a military aircraft.
Back home now and the New South Wales government will suspend Liberal MP Gareth Ward after he was charged over alleged historical sexual abuse. Following legal advice, the government will move a motion to suspend, not permanently expel Mr Ward. The founder of Hillsong, Brian Houston, has resigned after allegations he behaved inappropriately towards two women. Speaking at an emergency all-staff meeting yesterday, the acting head of the church says they will launch an independent review of its governance structure. And residents in flood-ravaged New South Wales are being told to brace for more rain over the next few days. A cold front is set to bring persistent showers and storms to many parts of eastern Australia. New South Wales is set to bear the brunt of the weather system, with 150 mils of rain expected to fall over a number of days. And rain is also expected for Victoria, Tasmania and as far north as Queensland. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. Tasmania first and the search is continuing this morning for a four-year-old girl missing in the state south. Our reporter Rachel Burke has the latest from Hobart. A large-scale search is continuing for the young girl on the Tasman Peninsula near Port Arthur. Authorities say she was last seen at around 2.30 yesterday afternoon playing in a backyard with two dogs. Police, SES and the rescue helicopter scouring the area, which is surrounded by hilly terrain, dense bushland in parts, forestry plots and farmland. It's an area frequented by hikers and we'll hear more from police later this morning. To Victoria now and a massive boost for the production of mRNA vaccines in Australia with the federal government signing a major new deal with Moderna. Construction on the factory will start in Melbourne before the end of the year, securing hundreds of new jobs. James Lake in Melbourne says the deal is long-term and goes beyond COVID. That's the most exciting part, actually, Tash. This arrangement with Moderna isn't just to make COVID shots. The pharmaceutical giant has signed on for an initial 10 years of manufacturing. The factory will be designed to produce up to 100 million doses of mRNA vaccines each year. Beyond COVID shots, the plan is also to make new influenza vaccines here and be ready to fight against any viruses that may emerge in the future. For the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The local stock market is set for a very bad day at the office with global share markets all negative overnight. Yeah, the big market players who drive stock prices don't like the stalemate in the Russia-Ukraine war. Its impact on the oil price with Brent crude up 5% to go over 120 US dollars a barrel. So all this together... The UK inflation rate coming at 6.2%. That's the highest since Mm. March 1992. Plus global BA2 virus concerns complete the trifecta of terror for stocks. And talking about inflation, Peter, the Prime Minister certainly will be under pressure to cut the fuel excise on petrol with the UK doing exactly that. That's right. The big 6.2% inflation number in the UK has seen the Johnson government cut its tax on fuel by five pence a litre. And with our Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, set to deliver the pre-election budget next Tuesday, there are calls to cut the fuel excise levy here, which is a, wait for it, a whopping 44 cents a litre. To date, the PM has dismissed these calls, but increasing inflation and his decreasing popularity in the polls could change all that. And Peter, the humanitarian implications of the invasion in Ukraine are huge, but there's lots of financial implications as well. And it's also set to affect our local wheat producers. 
That's right. Indonesia has supported UN resolutions condemning the Russian invasion, but our northern neighbour has a close bilateral relationship with Russia. Interestingly, wheat is exempt from the sanctions on Russian exports imposed by the West, while Ukraine can't move 20 million tonnes of wheat and corn set for export because Russia is blockading the Black Sea. This is going to be an interesting battle, this one. Absolutely. Peter, thank you. Pleasure. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. As we mentioned earlier this morning, massive bombshell announcement yesterday from Ash Barty. She is such a superstar, such a great role model. We will miss her. Yes, certainly has, and she can walk away from tennis, certainly proud of her achievements, albeit she's at the peak of her powers at the moment. She's won Wimbledon, the Australian Open, of course, three Grand Slams to her name, and uh, you'd think that uh, there's no reason why she couldn't go on to win more. But stepping away from tennis, it's been a big couple of years with COVID, away from home for a long time. So you can understand the decision, but I reckon at some point uh, she might get the twitch to pick up a tennis racket again or... Who knows, perhaps uh, cricket or um, AFLW. You know, she's a talented uh, sportswoman, so I don't think it's the last we've seen of uh, Ash Barty. Yeah, we wish her all the best in whatever she does in the future. Also this morning in Sport, Brett, the Test Series between Australia and Pakistan finally came to life last night. Yes, it's taken a while, two tests, and we're already uh, at the end of day three. Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins lit up last night, taking seven for 20 in the final hour. Pakistan all out for 260. The Aussies returned to the crease this afternoon, none for 11, leading by 134. And Stark says this is what they've been aiming for all series. Yeah, pretty good finish today. I mean, we've said right from the outset of the tour that, you know, things were going to happen quickly towards back ends of games or days and and certainly be, I guess, a a war of attrition, if you like, or a real slow process to start things off. And the women's side gearing up for the final group game of the World Cup tomorrow morning against Bangladesh. They're on a six-game winning streak, Tash. And Brett Carlton's been hit hard by COVID ahead of tonight's round two opener against the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, uh, Coach Michael Voss is out. Uh, we knew that. He's looking at a, a way he can address the squad using technology, but he has a pretty handy assistant taking the reins. Ash Hanson was at the Bulldogs for uh, many years, so he will be calling the shots in the coach's box tonight. They've also lost Adam Chera and uh, Jack Martin to COVID. Sam Walsh comes back, though, an early return from ankle surgery. A former Blue, Dale Thomas, told Triple M his old club finally has a game plan that can lead them back to the finals. Sustainable. It's all about winning it at the contest and taking it from there with the types of bodies they've got in there they'll win enough they'll break even at worst and then go forward the back line's the only suspect thing for mine and the dogs are without bailey smith who has a hip injury and a melbourne storm star brett has a big decision to make regarding his future as the dolphin circle yeah, Cameron Munster's manager, Braith Anasta, has revealed his client will have to take a big pay cut to remain in Melbourne. It comes as his teammates Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant weigh up multi-million dollar extensions. Anasta telling Fox League there's no rush for Munster to make up his mind. He's not off contract till the end of next year. So there's no real hurry for Cameron mm. to sign anything. Uh, if he does stay, he'll have to take a, a big pay cut. And Wynn Stadium in Wollongong will light up tonight. Round three kicks off Tash between the Dragons and the Sharks. Cannot wait, Brett. Thank you. Thanks, Tash. 
a 10-year-old amateur using a metal detector has had a very lucky find discovering an 800-year-old copper artefact in the UK. George Henderson was scanning a field in the Suffolk area with his dad when he found the rare seal. The seal's Latin inscription shows it was used to mark official documents. George says it's the most exciting thing he and his dad have found in their five years of scanning together. How good is that? And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.